Okay, so we're live right now. Um, we need to talk about pastors. Okay. They don't speak on the LGBTQ enough. Um, and I've, I truly see that. Um, even people like, you know, David, I love David. I oh, love yeah. David with and a passion. You he, know? And he talks and he addresses this issue right. too. Um, He's not afraid to. Yeah, he talks about, and even um, people that PDA in the church, um, that needs to be (laughs) gone. Yeah. Um, He addresses, like, we don't have enough pastors around the world that address this. And even, it's even to the point where there's pastors out in the world that, who are, um, like I told you about, Brendan Robertson. Mm Mm-hmm. He is a LGBTQ, I know podcasts can't see me right now, air quotes, theologian. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, let's use that term very loosely here. Yeah. Very, very loosely. Very, very, very loosely. And that's putting it mildly. Um, air quotes, theologian. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> he preaches that um, homosexuality is not wrong. And he even preaches it in a church. Bruh. And... I know we weren't recording when Andrew said this, which, sorry, because he put a, a really good point. It's I'm going to have you explain your point again. Okay, so, here, so it's many people, obviously, and I would say rightly so, resort to quoting that passage in Leviticus yes. where, you know, men do not, you know, do not lay with, you know, ma- you know don't lie with anyone of the same gender, you know, Men do not lay with those, you know, like, do not lay with others. Men, I, I know I'm butchering the passage, how it's worded. Right. You know, men don't lie with men the way you would with women. This is an abomination. Women don't lie with women the way you would with men. And many, and again, and reason why I say rightly so in terms of quoting Leviticus right. is because... It's actually, it was actually in what we discussed at Growth Point last night, Wednesday night last night, when we were discussing, we can't just diss the, the Old Testament. Right. We wouldn't have the New Testament, and we wouldn't be here where we are now if we didn't have the Old Testament. Right. So, we can't omit Leviticus. Because like, right. is Leviticus part or not part of the Old Testament? It is. And is it or is it not part of like you know like the the Torah essentially right. the first five books of the Bible are the Torah. Right. So, the argument that many homosexual apologists attempt to use when you quote that passage in Leviticus is they supposedly it was they were actually trying to say young boys. Right. They just, like, didn't have the word or something like that for it back then. So it's like right. they're trying to say that really it should, if, if the translation was, in air quotes, accurate, you know, right. so to speak. Right. It's saying men or, you know, older men don't lay with, you know, young boys, or, you know, boys who are kids. And so in reality, they're trying to say that it's a it's a knock against pedophilia. Right. But... This is where you have to go into the original language. And when it comes to interpreting any passage in the Bible, you know, you gotta exegete it. You know, exegesis. Yeah. Now you can now you can exegete or apply exegesis to literally any written work. Now because I want to mention this because I feel like that, that does need to be prefaced there. Yeah. Now, yes, exegesis 
in general, many will automatically assume is a reference to the Bible, biblical exegesis. Yeah. But since that can be applied, as I said, to any written work, many will add the specifier biblical to, to mention, you know, to make it clear that we're talking about the Bible here. So many will say biblical exegesis. Yes. But so anyway, when it comes to trying to interpret anything, you got to ex, you got, you got to use, you got to properly exegete it. You got to, you know, you got to consider as much context as necessary. You know, going to just the beginning of the chapter may not be enough. You may need to read further ahead. Right. You may actually, or say, you know, you're starting at chapter, um, I don't know, say chapter 15 of yeah. uh, one particular book, uh, you know, any kind of book. You know, starting at the beginning of chapter 15 may not be enough. You may even need to start at the very beginning of the book right. for proper context. Right. And then you have to consider who's the audience, what, you know... You know, and, and, then, and then you have to go into the original language. Yeah. And so in the context of this passage from Leviticus, in the original Hebrew, there are two words you can apply to, you know, men, or males, whatever, so to speak. Right. Ish and zakar, which means man and male, respectively, meaning ish means man, zakar means male. Yeah. In that passage, in the original Hebrew, the word zakar was used, which means male, which means anyone with male anatomy. Yeah. Because if, if now, yeah. now obviously, if the word ish was used, meaning man, well then, one could potentially argue that maybe, you know, their argument, in air quotes, could potentially have some credence to it. One could say yes, one could say no. Anyway, but... That's that because, but ish is specifying a particular age. Zakar, meaning male, male is not age specific at all. It right. means anyone with male anatomy. Yeah, any you, man. You know, um, you know, God forbid, obviously, you know, an older man, you know, you know, it, it wouldn't be laying with, it would be raping a young boy, you know, exactly. a boy who's a kid. Again, God forbid, but, you know, regardless, or, you know, or a prepubescent boy, or, you know, a teenage boy, or a young adult man, or middle-aged man, or an elderly man. Regardless, all male, and they all have, what? Male anatomy. Right. And that, so, and Zakhar, again, is not age-specific. It says male. So, right. again, and, you know, I would just further reiterate the point that I just made, but we would just sit here just repeating that same point over and over again. Right. So I'm going to, you know, save us a bit of time there. Y'all get my point. Yeah. Not only that, but um, that's not the only scripture in the Bible that states homosexuality is wrong. Right. There's another scripture, Andrew, I'm going to, your uh, tablet, if you could look it up. Okay. Um, just look up uh, scriptures against homosexuality. There's one that says... Um, I, idolaters, um, homosexuality, um, it, I can't remember it, but it's, it says, it literally flat out says, so homosexuality is wrong. And even transgender people, like mm -hmm. this podcast, um, I'm going to be honest, we don't care if we offend people. We don't. The Bible, the Bible is going to offend people. Yeah. It's going to offend the world. God, Jesus said the world hated me, so it will hate you. Right. 
So if you don't like this podcast already with our first episode coming out, <laughs> tough luck. I mean, yeah, yeah. we're just going to sit in front of each other in a room, speak the truth. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you know, um, in movies it says the truth will set you free. Yeah. Um, flat earthers say that, which, <laughs> again, they're not earth. telling... Yeah, again, they're not telling the truth at all. Um, But, and I know I'm going to get a lot of back. We're going to get a lot of backlash for that. But, you know, we don't care. Um, We, it's not that we don't care that we offend people. We don't care that we offend people when it comes to the Bible. Yeah. If it's sin, it's sin and you need to repent. I mean, put it for what it is. Yeah. It's not to be sugarcoated. It's no. to be straight out, like, said. Andrew, did you find that, um, that, uh, that scripture? Um, the one with, the where it's, where Zakar is used? Like. That one and the, um, the one that said, that flat out says homosexuality is wrong. Okay, so I will say, <laughs> I can, I can actually, uh, find where it says Zakar. And the funny thing is... So, in, in this translation here, I, I'm not sure which one it is, don't specify. And with a male, you shall... And so, also, I think it's a, like, you know, you have to, like, you know, use, like, more modernized translations. Because yeah. modern translations are not apostate. Right. They're not. And even even in the, the preface of the KJV, the, the, the scribes and the translators all said... There is going to, there is a need. There will, there is going to be need for future updates. Right. You know, and, and anyway, so, but transliterated, what does that say right there? The car. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then when you scroll over, it says, zoom mm-hmm. into the other part. It says for the pod, for people that aren't in the podcast, and with the mail, you shall not lie. You shall not lie the lying downs wait of yeah, a woman. Of a woman. And and right there it says like Isha right there, which Isha means woman in Hebrew. Because yeah. like like Hebrew it's kinda like it's kinda like characters or whatever the term is. I don't know what term they use for like their how they write their language. Cause like here, like what you're seeing is transliterated, meaning we're not seeing like how they wrote it. We are seeing how we would pronounce it how, how we would pronounce those writings right. those passages like that's that's the whole point of a transliteration um uh, i am looking for that passage though so not only that but um let's get on the topic of trans okay yeah that's gonna be a real that's, hot topic right yeah there. very big topic um bible and genesis okay <laughs> we're gonna be pointing to the bible a lot because it is the precipice, pre-surface, it is literally the truth. It's the foundation of our faith. It's the foundation of our faith, and it's the foundation of the world. Yeah. It's how the world was created. Yeah. Um, and nobody can go against this. Um, my favorite book in the Bible is Revelation. Okay. okay. And it's and it nobody can go against that because what is happening around the world right now? Exactly. Israel is being persecuted. Like mm-hmm. it said it was going to in the Bible. So these prophecies are being fulfilled. Benjamin Netanyahu just... I thought, I hope I'm saying his name right. I think, um, I think you are. He just said that the, the third temple, the temple of Christ, will be beginning to be rebuilt 
in November. So that alone just proves that the Bible is real. Mm-hmm. The, the Bible is the way, the truth, and the life. And, and so is Christ. And he says, no one comes unto the Father but by me. And yeah, and that, um, not to get Calvinistic here, but <laughs> that does prove election. Yeah. It, it does prove election. We, and it, and it talks about it in Scripture. It says God's elect. Uh-huh. So many times in Scripture. And it's, that's 100% proven. Um, now, I'm not going to get denominational here. Um, I'm <laughs> yeah. going off track. but that's, um, that's not, yeah. So, it in, in Genesis, right? Mm-hmm. It says, I've created man, mm-hmm. Adam, created woman, Eve. Uh-huh. That's the two genders there are. Woman, yes. man. Male, there is female. no in-between. There is no he, him, she, her, or, she, she. Or like she-male. Yeah, like, or, she-male. Um, uh, you, there are like so many other pronouns. Like there's like, there are so many pronouns. I swear I can't even keep up. I've seen some of them, but like right. I, it's just I've seen so many. I just can't keep up. And, and even the pansexualized thing, that's idolatry. Or not idolatry, that's adultery. Because mm-hmm. pansexual, I could be wrong about this. Don't at me on it. But from my understanding of pansexual... Pansexual is when you've got a male and a female in a relationship, okay? Mm-hmm. Or a male and a male in a relationship, okay? Mm-hmm. And then they add another partner. Or they ask if that partner, they ask their original partner if it's okay if they can date somebody else while they're dating that person. Oh, that's, like, that's actually a polyamorous relationship, right? That's, that's what it is. And that is idolatry and uh-huh. adultery. And that not- is... Because you're not committing to that other person. Yeah. It's unfaithfulness. And Abraham, yeah, had many wives. He did. Or, no, he had many sons. My bad. My bad. Abraham did have many sons. Um, There was a person in the Bible that had many wives, but... Solomon. Solomon had many wives. Well, some... Like, I can see how that would be a point of contention amongst many. And I will admit, I have not studied that all that well so how about if i if i'm if you're cool with it may i suggest something yeah yeah yeah. yeah. how about we shelf that particular topic for now because we you know we have not taken time to address like you know to interpret it right exegete it and well i don't want to misquote anything obviously and so how about let's let's shelf the particular topic in regards to solomon having many wives and tackle it another time after we've had a chance to delve into it interpret exegete it and then you know further review it just to make sure we've got everything straight right so how about we save that for another time for sure um yeah that's that's 100 percent a hard topic yeah um but it it is i 100 percent. i think you can agree with me um polyamorous relationships um i don't even know how it goes it's like lgbtqia uh-huh. Plus, they're some, adding so many letters right. to it. It's not like I can't even keep up anymore. That's what I. That's all I see it as. That's all us Christians see it as is a bunch of letters. Yeah. In the alphabet. Um. <laughs> but uh, no. So polyamorous relationships are idolatry, adultery, and flat out wrong. Uh huh. Because let's say, hmm. Let's say, a 
gay person, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's two gay guys, and they want to just spice up their relationship. Mm-hmm. And put that in quotes. Yeah. Um, they want to spice up their relationship. So they decide to be in a polyamorous relationship and bring a woman into their relationship. Not only is that super wrong because yeah. I or because um being gay it says homosexuality is an abomination. Right. But now you've got another woman and that's fornication. So that's But you're also that's wrapped. an extra sin that you're adding. But not to mention you're also wrapping her up in all of that right. whole chaotic dynamic. So that's an yeah, that's another thing. It's just I I one hundred percent believe polyamorous polyamorous relationships, whatever they're called, mm-hmm. sinful. They're wrong. Yeah, and I also found that scripture you wanted me to find earlier. Um, if this was the one you wanted me to find, um, if not, please stop me. Know ye know ye not that the unrighteousness shall not inherit into the kingdom of God? Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate. Nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor no extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. That was it. Okay. That was it. I, I, can I uh, add one more thing to that? Yeah. Because obviously, yes, and right there it says right there, nor men who practice homosexuality. Like, it's flat out said right, right there. It's sin. And, but I also wanted to add real quick... Because yes, that does need to be that does need to be mentioned, but something else I feel like that. But um, obviously, you know, it's it's establishing you know what is wrong and that needs to be done. Right. And you know, and you know, we need to be you know the truth needs to be told. You know, if you do that, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. Right. It's it's plain. It's on there on paper. You can't change that unless you want to blaspheme God. Right. And. But there are many Christians who are truly saved, yes, yes, who may have struggled with that in the past. And because if you go forward, it says, and such were some of you. Yeah. And it says, no, it says were, meaning past tense. Were. You were. Yeah. And, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. And I want to mention real quick, um, because... This has led to a lot of confusion, it, but it needs to be said. In the tense, in terms of washed, you know, being washed by God's blood, in the tense that was used in the original Greek means a continual washing of Jesus' blood. Right. We are continually covered by him. Not only that, but I would go so far as to say, like, when you said it was past, that mm-hmm. means, now, if it... Being homosexual doesn't mean you're not saved. You could be saved and be homosexual, but it does say in the past tense, you can't be, you can't have homosexuality and be a child of God at the same time. No, you can't. It has to be with repentance. You need to repent. So as we're sitting here talking about this, this is an important topic, Mm -hmm. um, and we'll get to uh, Brandon Robertson in a minute. Oh. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a fun topic. <laughs> um, he, or, so, it does say repent. Yes. I am calling those people who are watching this podcast right now, 
um, I'm calling you to repentance because of it being 100% wrong. It says it flat out in the Bible. Um, repent. So now that we've gotten that clear, hmm. <laughs> uh, the big topic. All right. Oh, I can only imagine the response. False preachers. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh here we my, are. This is my. I'm gonna like this. I yeah, know I will. Yeah. <laughs> False preachers. Okay. LGBTQ plus theologian. Air quotes. Air quotes. Famous on TikTok. I don't have TikTok, so I wouldn't know, but from I, what I've heard. I used to. Yeah, from what I've heard, he's famous on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, famous on TikTok, quote unquote, theologian, LGBTQ pastor, quote unquote. Brandon Robertson. (laughs) Oh, I know know exactly who you are referring to. So, my friend, I know you were on a podcast with Jeff Durbin and Dr. White. Um, I've seen that podcast. (laughs) You need to send that to me. I I definitely will. It's a good podcast. Like when we're done here. Um, They called you out, and that's not what I'm getting to. Brandon Robertson, if you're hearing this, you know, if you're going to watch the podcast, if you want to do a collab with us, you can. You can. I don't care. It's not going to turn into a debate, though. Yeah, I don't want it to turn into a debate. I want to have a nice, civilized conversation, calm conversation about it. This is a podcast, not a debate channel. Yeah. Um, it was proven that when James White and... Jeff Durbin were talking to you. It you seemed a little offended, my friend. Like, um, I'm not gonna lie, it yeah, you seemed a little offended. If you could pull up that video, actually I could you could pull it up right then and there and I can show you the ending of that, that podcast itself. Uh, um shouldn't be copyright because, you know. Uh Alright, so what's it called then? It's called uh Brandon Robertson Apologia Studios. Or Apologia Radio. Uh, like no, like the, the that particular podcast. Um, Apologia Studios or Apologia Radio. I think it's radio. Okay, let's see. Oh, is it the first one that popped up? It looks like it. Debate with LGBTs. Yeah, and and it shows two other individuals. Um, let's see here. Is that it top was video? top video. Yep, top video. All right, so, so we'll play that, and then we'll skip to the end, and you'll see um, Brandon Robertson, I feel like, knows he's wrong, um, but he's so... I don't I don't know. I'm not the Holy Spirit, so... Um, Where at in the video is that? It's at the end. Toward, like... Um, yep. Ten minutes to the end, about. Oh, I think I might... I think I might have found it. I got next one. All right, uh... Here. He said homosexual relationships do not bring life. You agree with that, right? Relationships do not need to procreate. Does life. the homosexual what? lifestyle what? create life? I don't know what lifestyle means, Jeff. You're being. Does the homosexual sexuality. You cannot procreate, of course. You cannot. You cannot. It does not bring life. It does not bring life. Your worldview. And not just procreation, though. Does it bring life? When you have a relationship with someone else that is not Aetzer Connecto. This is again. 
the evangelical problem. When you read into the images and the metaphors and the allegories of scripture and you try to make them these categories of objective truth. I mean like Jesus did when he used the same text from Genesis to define marriage. Ooh, yeah, that, he defined marriage after being asked about heterosexual divorce he reaffirms heterosexual marriage. Jesus was not making a comment about homosexuals or homosexual marriage. But he was making a comment about God's created order, and that was the point. And I just made a comment about God's created order and used the term, you know what it means, connecto, the woman corresponds to but is different from the man. That's the relationship that brings life. A male-male relationship does not is not capable of procreation. And I'm not even just talking about procreation. And what does life, what do you mean by life? Well, there you go. If, if as a, if as a minister, and you claim to be a minister of a gospel, I'm not sure where you get the gospel, but... The gospel of Jesus Christ. Which you can't define on any objective ground. But if you, if you can't tell Okay, we'll pause this for just a second. There's a comment that I have. He said, sexual relationships do not need to procreate life. How? <laughs> now, how did? Okay, now bear in mind, back in those days, like you know, ancient days, we didn't have all today's fancy, fancy modern technology, right? And everything. Right. And so, okay, well then, how did we procreate back then? Because we're right. we're definitely not. I thought we were sexual beings, not asexual beings. Meaning asexual, meaning you you reproduce independently. Right. Not only that, but in the Bible. It says, it says, um, the whole thing about fornication, right? Mm -hmm. It says the scripture about, um, fornication being sin. Mm -hmm. And then it says somewhere after that, that the whole, the whole purpose of sexual intercourse is so that you can have a baby. Yeah. Now him saying that, um. That procreation isn't needed to have a sexualized relationship. That's that's just complete, you know, like, again, that is complete and utter, not, I don't want to say blasphemy, but he doesn't have a basis it, to stand on. It's, it's just a whole thing of just splitting hairs back and forth, it seems like. Right, right. Just like splitting hairs upon splitting hairs. And, well, here's the other thing. It's... It's one thing if you're in something like that and, okay, say a case is made against an argument or any kind of point you put forward. Right. And granted, you may probably, if, but say your, your argument is sound or anything like that. Now, some, it's now many argue that you would not get irritated or anything like that. Right, right. Now, now, I will say, obviously there's not a one-size-fits-all because I think I can fall into this category here. If I, if, if anything is falsely said towards me, yeah, I'm, I will say I'm going to get mad. Right. Or at the very right. least, I'll get, I'll kind of be like, are you kidding me? Kind yeah. of deal. But here's the other thing. In a case like that, regardless if you get, you know, irritated or angry, or if you do, or if you don't at all, regardless, in those situations, someone who's being truthful is going to be able, not only will they immediately refute 
the argument that's being made. They will be able to, in a very composed way, manage to factually and logically make their case as to why the right. argument that was made against them was wrong. Whereas someone who's in the wrong, all they're going to do is get mad. Right, and that even goes against the uh, what I said about him having no basis for what he said about um, about sexualized relationships or sex in general mm-hmm. needing to procreate. Right. There is no basis on that. What is his basis? His basis is, I feel like, a broken theology that only fits... It's a twisted scripture. Yeah. He's twisting scripture to what he wants to live by and yeah. what he believes is wrong, or he knows is wrong. Let me say that. He knows is wrong, but believes is right. And, like, well, and I'm not trying to be, you know, like, all petty here or anything. Because I understand, you know, we're, we're only going off of audio here. This is a case where you would have to watch towards the end of the video. Right. But as, as it gets more intense towards the end here, it's becoming increasingly clear that... Now, one could argue that he's attempting to refute it in some way. Right. But if you... If you compare that to how the other two, uh, what are their names again? Doctor James White and Jeff Durbin. Okay, so if Pastor you, Jeff Durbin. So if you com- if so if you but if you look at how Pastor uh, Jeff and Doctor White are you know interacting with um, with uh, Brandon Robertson, if you look, you will notice they are confident. Right. They are they are clearly confident in what in in the questions that they are asking uh, Mr. Robertson. I'm not even going to say pastor. Right, Mr. <laughs> um, Robinson. Yeah. And, but I'm going to. Um, but if you were to look, <clears throat> he um, does not strike me as feeling confident in the arguments yeah. he's throwing. He's not really even throwing arguments. He's splitting hairs. Yeah. And another thing is, now I do want to say, yes, he mentioned something about, like, you know, like, figure of language and, like, allegories in scripture and whatnot. Yes, there are cases where figure of language is used. For example, you know, there were, you know, there were many occasions in Christ's ministry 2,000 years ago where he did use figurative language. Right. Cause for example, if your eye causes you to sin, it's better to pluck it out and throw it away. That's figurative language right there. He wasn't right. talking literally. He don't God doesn't want us to gouge our eyes out. Right. He doesn't want us to hurt ourselves like that. But was he being figurative in any of his language when he talked about hell? No. That was one hundred percent um Speaking of which, I don't want to get on to conspiracy theories here. Sure, sure. But um, I watched a YouTube video a couple of days ago, a couple of nights ago, mm-hmm. and then we can get back to this um, this what the remainder of uh, this de- debate uh-huh. in quotes. Um, but um, I watched the video and it said China was had a giant drill, right? Uh-huh. And they drilled into the hole, or they drilled a hole into the ground to see, in the name of science. To see how far the the Earth's crust or the magma or the core or whatever mm-hmm. was um, there. Mm-hmm. Well, they said they drilled 
about seven miles down mm-hmm. to the Earth cru- Earth's crust, and they said that they pulled the drill out and they heard screams, mm-hmm. legitimate screams. So they stuck. Um, so they took a microphone and they put it down into that hole, an, an industrial strength microphone. Okay. Something that shouldn't melt, nothing right. can happen to it. Right. They said they stuck it in that hole, attached to a really long rod. They uh-huh. were lowering it down. The screams were louder, mm-hmm. and it sounded like people were being tormented for one. Not only mm-hmm. did it sound like people were being tormented, but they pulled that mic out, and it was melted. Bruh. The metal was melted, so that had to have been... Unbelievably hot. Yeah. High temperatures. That, I believe, is 100% true. Um, because he even, the guy that was explaining it, he said people were even quitting their jobs because it scared them so bad. Jeez. Which um, is saying something. Right. Um, so I believe that is 100% true. I believe, uh, in what you said, um, the Bible accurately describes how hot hell is and how bad it is and how bad the torment is itself right. in hell. Um, it's it's horrible. And mm-hmm. even that video, like, I know, um, I know we'll be, some will be cast into heaven and ca- some will be cast into hell. Mm-hmm. But I genuinely believe that video because we're on earth right now mm-hmm. and earth is going to hell fast. It hell is. in a handbasket. <laughs> literally. Well, um, I guess. Well, not literally. Figuratively, literally. <laughs> right. It is going to hell in a handbasket right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it really makes you think, you know, it really makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're a big conspiracy theorist, like, again, I don't want to get into conspiracy theories. And I don't really consider that one of them because it even it even talks about how hot hell is in the Bible and what it sounds like. Right. It said people are screaming and tor- there's people being tormented. And, gnashing um, of teeth, weeping. Yeah. And for them to stick a microphone down there, I even heard some of the audio from that video. And uh, it was it was just quite disturbing. Oh boy. Um, but it it's just like they had the actual audio that was picked up on the microphone, and they they lowered it in there, and they it was just it sounded like people were being. Let's say we're not. I'm not gonna get demonetized here. But slaves back in the olden day. Imagine being whipped by... Actually, no, 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 no. Scratch that. Imagine Jesus getting uh, slashed by the cat of nine tails. Oh, yeah, that's mentioned in his crucifixion. It sounded 20 times better. Or worse. My bad. Not better. <laughs> um, not better. It sounded 20,000, per se, even times worse than what... Jesus cries sounded like. Wow. And that is just... I I just thank God that we are sons and daughters, those who believe of a sovereign, powerful God. I genuinely believe that we have a Savior who is none like any human being on this planet. <laughs> the Antichrist, not, nothing like you. Like, you're nothing compared to him. (laughs) (laughs) I'll even go in, and and you know what? I'll even go so far as to say this. You know, persecute me if you want, but, like, it's true. Um, 
God himself doesn't even need to bind the Antichrist. All he has to do is just send an angel to do it. Not even right. God himself. But, right. <laughs> that God is like he just, so sovereign. Like, he, he, all he has to do is just look at one of his angels and he's like, all right, he's yours. I don't like God. Not even God needs to do that. Right, and even in the end times, it says that um, it says that someone will come back to fight Satan again, and then we're gonna live on Earth. There's gonna be a create a whole new Earth, a glorified Earth mm-hmm. that will be created, and I can't wrap my mind around that. That oh yeah, that like I've tried to think about that, and it made me anxious just thinking about it. Oh sure. Um. Because it's hard to wrap your mind around. Um, right. But he's, uh, the video, in the video it said there is going to be a final battle. And it said that some people believe that Christ is going to come back and fight Satan. Um, some people believe it's going to be God that will come back and fight Satan. Mm-hmm. Some even believe that it's going to be Michael, Michael the Archangel that will um, that'll come back and fight Satan. I don't know if I believe that because Mar- Michael the Archangel is... I feel like more of a Catholic belief. Let's 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 study that a bit more before we make assumptions. Right, and that kind of thing. right. So, um, but yeah, it just it said a lot of that, and I if he wants to, you know, I said it's disturbing. So if we decide to after this video, if he wants to pull it up, um, he can. It is very disturbing. Um, kind of made me. <laughs> Not want to sleep at night, but um, viewer discretion is advised now for if we pull that video up. Um, How about um, if anyone wants to hear it, pull it up in your own time. Yeah, um, the video is, uh, just look up Chinese drill um, into earth and you'll probably find it um, if you really want to research it that much. I didn't really have to research it because it popped up on my For You page. Oh. Um, but, all right, we'll get back into this video Viewer's, because we're getting so off topic. Viewer discretion is advised. Viewer discretion is advised. Very advised. Let's see. Uh... Procreation, there's a real problem. No, see, now you're missing. James, that's ridiculous. I don't believe that a marriage relationship between a man and a woman is necessary for salvation. I don't believe what? that. What? <laughs> How does this <laughs> I, I, I'm saying that falling in love with a mirror image of yourself is not God's created order. That is not, that's not bring life. That's not the life that Jesus came. When he promises to his disciples. That's that's the, that's. The I, I believe that I know many many gay Christian couples that have profound relationships with one another, profound relationships with Jesus Christ. I'm sorry that your own theology excludes and marginalizes us, so that you will never get a chance to know us. And I'm sorry that your theology will continue to perpetuate death instead of life. If that's not condescending, I don't know what is. Right. But that's okay. Because, pausing, sorry. I thought... you're good. Like, if that's not conceded or, like, stuck up... Because here's the thing. I thought we as believers are supposed to speak in love, and wouldn't a preacher be held to a higher level of accountability? Yes. 100%. So, Brandon Robertson, all right, sir... Um, I don't, you call yourself a pastor, okay? You, on Judgment Day, will be held to a higher standard because you are the quote-unquote pastor of a church. Um, I put it in quotes because it's false teaching, but, um, anyway, 
Um, and that's that's even that one we don't even need to save for a little a later date because it says it explicitly in the Bible that homosexuality mm-hmm. is wrong. Mm-hmm. So that one we don't even need to save to study on. We that one is just upright wrong and yeah. it's false teaching. Um, but Brandon, sir, I am like I feel bad for you. I really do. Um, I really do pray that you repent. Um, like, I've got my own sins, too, and my my friend Andrew knows some, some of them here. Um, and I struggle with my own. He struggles <laughs> with his own, and we pray for each other, we do, um, that we would both repent. And uh, it's just something like that, and then calling yourself a pastor is really wrong. That's dangerous. Very dangerous. Um, and it's because in the Bible it does say that pastors are held to a higher standard. Yeah. And if you're a pastor preaching about being gay well, openly well, on a pulpit. A, a false gospel, no. Right. Less. Any uh, kind of false gospel. Right. Um, Joel Osteen. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Prosperity gospel. Oh, give me a break. No. No. Um, there was actually, again, I'm getting off topic here, but the, I feel like this is good to mention now. So we're on the uh, topic of false teachers. <laughs> Uh-oh. So, Bring it. Joel Osteen was on Larry King. Okay. Oh, oh no. And Larry King is Jewish. You know that. Yeah, yeah. And Larry King asks, he goes, so what is the gospel? <gasps> and oh, no. Joel Osteen sat there and he goes, hmm. Sat there for a minute, thought about it. Oh, no. And he says, oh, no. I don't know. Uh, uh, mm. He said, I don't know. <laughs> and But he calls himself a pastor too? Yeah. And, um, Larry King said... How do you call yourself a pastor if you don't know? Now, Stephen Lawson actually commented and reacted to that. And he is, I swear, you talk about a man who's on fire for Christ. Look at Stephen Lawson's life, man. Like, (laughs) this man, like, he's sitting up on the pulpit. He goes, yeah, he was explaining the interview. He's like, yeah, I watched the interview. And he goes, he's like... He said, I don't know to the gospel. And he slams his hands on the podium and he says... Give us a man who knows the gospel yes. and who can preach the word and knows what they're talking about when it comes to scripture. Thank you. And Thank he you. was just really like on fire for it. And I was like, you know, you go. wow. You right. Go. Like call him out. You go. Um, so, yeah, I just believe that that's even it even says that, you know, in the end times there's going to be false teachers. And mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, Brendan Robertson. I'm sorry, brother. I mean, you're a brother in Christ, but I call you to repentance. Like, for real. This is something serious. I don't think you even know what you're getting yourself into. Um, it's just, it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. Yeah, and, and I just wanted to mention something real quick. Like, it's one thing if you've got your sins that you deal with, but like, you know, by the grace of God, you are repenting. Right. You are working on them and you are working on growing. Right. It's just another thing if you just blatantly just flat out don't care. Right. Because like, um, you don't have to volunteer any what you struggle with if you're not comfortable with it. Because right. I understand. Like, 
I'm a, like only share if you want to add anything to I say. I'm just only going to add one particular thing that I struggle with. For me, my longest and most big time struggle is cursing. <laughs> oh and, yeah, which, I, agree. I agree. I I understand it's and and you may and you all may find that surprising coming from a man because usually Christian men are most vulnerable to sexual sin. Now, yeah. yes, while I do struggle with that, I honestly feel like I could say probably cursing for me is more of a struggle than that. And because like what like so for a bit of context, if it doesn't tell you how much of a struggle it's been for me, I'm 24. I got saved when I was eight. When I was nine, I started cursing. So not like so a year after I got saved, if that, I started cursing. By the time I was 10, I was cursing regularly. By the time I was 11, I was regularly saying the F-bomb. Right. And then... I, I understand. And I, then... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you're good. Continue. Okay. I'm cutting you off. I'm sorry. Oh, it's all good. And then I remember... But then uh, there was... Uh, I was 16, sophomore in high school, so eight years after getting saved, which was also, that was actually the year I got baptized. <laughs> uh, we, there was a, a message that the now former pastor of my church, this was before uh, Pastor David came along, um, he was preaching, I forget exactly the whole context of the message, but it was, there was a moment where a passage in James was mentioned, if um, um, if if a man claims that he loves Christ but bridles not his tongue, his faith is vain. And bridling your tongue meaning you know watching what you say, you know not you know making sure your speech is appropriate. Cursing is not appropriate speech. And then and then I was like okay i did not i mean i knew cursing was wrong but then i realized like okay um it's sinful like i and i knew that too but i didn't realize there was like a, a passage that warned so powerfully against it right. and then that's when i was like okay this i this needs this needs addressed right and then <laughs> I, I don't know if jeremy has sent it to you but paul washer's most shocking youth sermon it's about an hour long have you seen that? Mm -mm. Oh, dude, watch it. It's just look up Paul Washer most shocking youth message. It, it's it's somewhere between forty five minutes or, to an hour. No, you. Uh, yeah, I might have watched it with my dad. I think my me and my dad were in his car and we watched that. Okay, I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, he was talking to teens about um, about uh, not only language but fleeing sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, idolatry. And he said how like. And like, and I remember there was a moment where like they were applauding him at the beginning, yeah, and he he's said, like, "Why are you clapping? I'm talking about I'm talking you." About you. And yeah. they were like, just after that, dead silent. Yeah, they were like, mm, "This man needs business." <laughs> and 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 I and then and I remember that was when, uh, and it was that combined with that sermon that I heard in where James says, "You know, you got bridle your tongue, your faith is vain," and then and when I heard that Paul Washer message, I was like. I only just want to get this cursing monster slain all the more. Right. But it, but it wasn't like that. This was the final nail in the coffin because it was like I was already like you know through God I was doing I was working on it, but it was an incredibly embarrassing moment 
where my grandmother, a believing woman, has been a Christian for three or four decades. One night when I thought I was texting a friend of mine, I accidentally texted my grandmother instead, and the text contained the F-bomb in all caps! <laughs> oh, that was... Uh... I understand the struggle with language. I really do. I used to struggle with it. God has delivered me from that. Um, Praise God. And I understand where you're coming from with your struggles. I struggle with pornography. I'll be right out out open with it. And Andrew used to. I'm I'm more than a year sober. I am. (laughs) Pornography isn't mm, as much of my my demon um as masturbation is i need to cut off the hand and i thought when i say that listen i know we talked about it earlier in this same podcast about it not being literal but um there's times where i've thought about it being literal i was like dude there's so many times I've been tempted to just walk into an ER and be like, I need you to cut this off, gouge these out, like, I don't need them, you know, they're, they're not doing me any good, um, but then I, I remember the scripture that our hands are to use to work for the Lord, so. Right. Um, yeah, and, and, and I, but I also mentioned my struggle with cursing, because I understand there are other Christians who struggle with it, and I wanted to mention this as a word of encouragement because I used to say you know just like and you know when I struggled with it at its worst like during that time period I mentioned that was all within the span of I want to say a few months to a year right and literally like before then and even during that time when I was fighting to get a hold of it literally like almost every single sentence I would just be like blank this oh yeah blanking blank this I'm gonna say blank that to blanking them and blanking all that oh yeah I blanking think blank that literally that was and and yes I would be saying the f-bomb yeah I bleeped out the f-bomb right there and but then there was a day when I was talking with my grandmother about it and because I, I, it was when I was learning how to drive. I had my temps and everything. And I was driving her car. And obviously she was in the passenger seat. Because I'm sure the laws are in my state. That's how it is here in Ohio. But anyway, there was... I forget what it was. But there was something that made me freak out. I don't know if there was, if there was nearly a wreck that happened in front. A couple cars in front. Or what. But I went to say, oh, man. But I accidentally ended up saying, oh, S. Oh. Right in front of my grandma. With your grandmother in the passenger seat. Uh-huh. And then, and then anyway, later on, I don't think it was that day, but it was shortly thereafter. And this is my word of encouragement to people, any Christian who struggles with this exact same thing. I told my grandmother, because I, I call her Nana. I said, Nana... I don't understand. I know, and I, and I quoted, you know, if a man bridles not his tongue, his faith is vain. I know that it's sinful. I know what the Bible has to say about it. And I know how hypocritical it makes me look if I curse as much as, because of me cursing as much as I do, yet I call myself a believer. Like, right. I call my, like, in that case, like, you know, me saying that, you know, me identifying as Christian, but I curse so much, then people would probably be saying, like, you know, then the question would be, 
am I believer? Am I a believer? Or am I only identifying as one? Right. Like, am I only calling myself one? You can call yourself one and not be one. Right. And, and then, even for Brandon Robertson, that's, exactly. that's what he's doing. And he's calling himself a believer, but um, there's no repentance. Yeah. And then I said to my grandmother, and I mentioned that same point, I was like, what kind of image of Christ am I portraying? A believer or someone who just calls himself one? And then, and I mentioned, and I said, I don't understand. I'm giving it everything I've got. I am praying about it. I am delving into scripture. I am pleading with God for his help every day. And it only just seems like the more, the more, the more I try to get a hold of this through God, because obviously don't try to do it on your own. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, so whenever I say, and I want to say, whenever I say, trying to get a hold of it i mean like you know doing this by god empowering me right and so and i told and i said nana why is it the harder i fight the worse i curse and not to mention the more harsh curse words i'm using you know sh or the f-bomb or the oh heaven forbid you know like i would actually say it the the c word yeah (laughs) Uh, I'm, I'm not going to spell it out. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I thought you were talking about C-H. No, um. no, no. And so, and then, but, and this was what my grandmother said to me, and she was speaking truth right here, because it was true. She said, Andrew, you're around it all the time. You go to a right, public you, school. Yeah, you said you, that. You you go you yeah. are a senior in high school and your entire and the entire time you have been in school, you have gone to a public school and you are around it every single day. You have been around it for the last 12 years in school every single day. And not to mention you go home and you live with unbelieving parents who curse as if it's their native language. Right. You're, and the, the issue is, it doesn't matter how much you may despise it, when you're around something like that all the time, no matter how much you may fight against it, eventually you're going to conform to it. Right. And, that's, and, I, and I want that to be my word of encouragement to anyone who hears this. If you're struggling with cursing like I did, and if that's your situation, like, you know, the same background and everything, well, if you're around something like that all the time, of course, yeah, you are going to start cursing as much as those around you, if not more. Because I know I did. And part of the reason what made it easier is, you know, obviously understanding, you know, I needed to understand that I need to portray Christ. Yeah. And I'm not portraying him if I'm shouting F-bombs at every inconvenience under the sun. Right. And, but the other thing is, what made it, what also made it easier was, I also started making, consciously making an effort to spend more time with believers. And also, graduating made it a whole lot easier, because that meant I, every day I was no longer having to be exposed to cursing every couple seconds every day when I would walk through those lengthy hallways. You know, and you know, no longer being exposed to it. Surround yourself with, you know, believers, delve into scripture, 
and one day you will maybe not, you may not be able to slay the monster immediately, or you may struggle with it your whole life. I may struggle with it my whole life. Who knows? But there has definitely been growth. Right. Same for, <clears throat> same for the people. Wow, this, this conversation took a very convicting uh, turn. Um, which is good, which is good. We need, we need conviction. Oh, we do. Yeah. Um, same for the people that are struggling with pornography. Um, Mm -hmm. I struggled with it since I was 10. Actually, I might've been a little bit younger than that. I was probably in elementary school when I started struggling with it. So I've been struggling with it for over a decade and I'm just now getting free from pornography. But, um, and I... I do really question sometimes whether or not I will be free from masturbation. Which which I know I shouldn't do because like we said earlier God is sovereign mm-hmm. and holy over all things. So mm-hmm. and he's and he never stops doing work and your mirac- miracles, miraculous works in your life. That's biblical. Um, we only we will not be free of sin period until we're glorified. Until yeah, until Christ comes and gets us, or until we die. Yeah. Until we get our glorified bodies. So, exactly. anybody who's struggling with pornography, masturbation, um, we're actually in a band. Um, our band is called Killing Flesh, which, hence the, um, yeah. Um, this podcast is probably going to be named something different. We haven't came up with a name yet. That might be discussed later today. And the whole, and by the way, the whole point of the name Killing Flesh is, you know, we need to, it's a reference to how we need to kill our fleshly desires. Right. We need to be slaying our sins because we sin because of our flesh. We war against our flesh. So therefore we need to be killing it. Yeah. Hence the name. Um, so our band's website, when we make a website... Um, even if we have this podcast and we make enough money to make a website, um, we'll make a website and we'll, it'll be our, um, podcast name or our band name, depending on what we decide to do. Mm -hmm. If music becomes a 100%, um, a 100% guarantee for us, then that's what we'll do. Um, if this podcast, Lord willing, if any of what we do, um, the Lord decides to bless us with, uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going to follow in what our, or what the Lord's will is for mm-hmm. our lives. Mm-hmm. So if the Lord wants us to keep making these podcasts, if that, that was the thing, we'd do it. Because oh, yeah. um, yeah. that's what the Lord wills. If, yeah. our, if the Lord wants us to do music, we'll do music. Because that's what the Lord wills. Or um, if he wants us to do both. Right. Or both, even. Um, even on the road, if we wanted to, we could be on the road tour bus. We'll <laughs> yeah, bring our microphones with us. <laughs> we'll do podcasts on the uh, on the tour bus. <laughs> It'll be a bumpy ride, but uh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm gonna for sure when we get this website set up, if we get it set up, I for sure want it to consist of where you can contact us via email. Via phone number or via Snapchat, because one of us has Snapchat. I know I have Snapchat. Um, 
and we could also like try to get like you know connections to other resources to right. help out with things like pornography addiction right so anybody who's struggling with sin um mental illness as well <laughs> um yeah <laughs> depression anxiety anything oh. you contact us and we will send a prayer immediately to um to a church mm-hmm. um and we'll even pray ourselves you'll, oh, yeah. you'll get and this isn't like I know some bands and podcasts do that. Members only bullcrap. That's not us. We're being dead serious. This is open to anybody. You need to talk to anyone. You talk to us. If you have questions, if you if there's a topic that you guys even think we should talk about in our podcasts, we'll do. You know what? We'll do a Q and A. Um, yeah. We'll we'll ask um, in. The uh, in the thing because I think you can like podcasts and follow podcasts and I think so. Um, I'm not sure. If you want us to do one thing, we'll ask you to like, we'll ask you or to dislike, and that'll be the way you choose our next topic. We'll research that topic and then make um make a video on that. But um, now that it is. 433. <laughs> yeah. We have a certain amount of time before we have to be somewhere. We'll get to this the rest of this video so that we can hear well, hear what I did want to say. I do kind of, I feel like that whole video like it it did get we we got the point across that we wanted to get. Right. And I and I wanted to mention something that I saw in the comments real quick. Um there was apparently there was a moment where Brandon said like mid sentence he changed his wording mid sentence again a follower of Christ who identifies as a follower of Christ. Uh, I heard that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we might have caught that on podcast. I don't know for sure, but we might have. Um, but very telling. Yeah. Which, so, which I mean, that was kind of the point that we were trying to get, you know, to drive home, but also in terms of, like, arguing, like, you know, you know why, you know, proving why homosexuality is wrong. wrong. Yeah. Um, all right, so that is, if we want to conclude it here, um, we do have somewhere to be at five. Yeah, and... Um, oh, we can possibly, um, I'll see you guys... When we post our next thing, we're going to try to post constantly, um, but it could be hard. So. And just wanted to mention one last final thing, because I'm going to say it is no secret, and I'm going to acknowledge the elephant in the room, that mental illness amongst Christians, in, in terms of, like, you know, amongst believers and, you know, the, the beliefs towards it are, you know, very controversial. It's an incredibly hot topic, and I have, uh, you know, I don't want to say anything. It's just like, I understand, because (laughs) I have bipolar disorder, I have anxiety, PTSD, OCD, I have ADHD, and I bring that up because it's something I feel very passionately about. And in terms of the how much of a hot topic it is amongst believers, I don't understand why it is a hot topic because there are so many in the scriptures who it 
I'm not going to say, you know, who were depressed, but there are countless, there are countless passages. King David, why are you downcast, O my soul? Yeah. Um, and there's many other instances, but I also wanted to leave some encouragement. My bipolar disorder is in full remission. God delivered me. Praise God for that. Amen. And... If he could deliver me, of all people. I was not, uh, we weren't sure if I would potentially be able to achieve full remission. But if he could deliver me, God is mighty too. And those of you who struggle horrifically with it, you are the ones, you you will always be in my prayers. It It is a place that always hits real close to home for me. Anything you want to finish with? Well... God be with you all. Um, have a blessed we, day. Yeah, have a blessed uh, day, night, whenever you're watching this podcast. Um, we will get to talking about the name of the podcast. I have an idea for it. Um, I just have to run it by my my uh, my co-partner here. Or actually, not even co-partner, my uh, friend here about um what we're doing with that so and brother Brother and brother in christ for sure (laughs) all right i'll catch you guys stay tuned in the next one